Island. Good morning. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show. My name is Fat Boy, and today's Fat Boy Show is going to be a special edition Fat Boy Show. Why? Because I am hosting today none other than the hmm. How can I describe this man? Well, you will know him as the most interesting, charismatic, controversial. You could say crazy, Pastor Martin Sempa. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the Fat Boy Show, Pastor Martin. Thank it's, uh, you. it's an honor to have you on my program. Uh, you know, we've uh, done shows together many times in the past, mm. in on TV, mm. live, and in, on radio. And uh, so now I get to host you on my own show, on my own station. So it's quite an honor. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Um, I I just want to appreciate uh, James for the independent producer in you the independent broadcaster in you and uh, when you called on me i just said no man whatever you are doing man i want to support your gig you've <laughs> always been there for me i've done i've done <laughs> i've done shows that i've have <laughs> started and stopped and, but you've always been there you know you go to a tv station and they say can you do a, a first live show you know a pilot and i'm like yeah i can and who are you gonna get who's a popular i said i'll get james hey james can you come and you always showed up of Urban tv wbs everywhere i forget what is there <laughs> others but when you called me i said look i will come what time so i'm really glad and all those guys who are listening in on rx radio kudos greetings from uh, the heart of africa the pile of africa i'm excited to be part of this uh show well we have plenty to talk about and uh, it's hard to know where even to start yeah. but uh, we'll start somewhere and uh, i'm gonna just uh, you know pick your brain and yeah. get your opinions and perspectives on all of the very important and interesting issues happening both in uganda and around the world it's our starting this monday morning keep it right here on rx radio And you're listening to The Fat Boy Show. I am Fat Boy, and on this special edition of The Fat Boy Show, I'm joined by none other than the amazing Pastor Martin Sempa, who's our guest today. We're going to be hanging out with him uh, all through this Monday morning, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So stick around for that. And, uh, you know, let me just bring in the pastor here who's uh, made the time to join us today, and it's so awesome. Once again, welcome to the program. Thank you, James. Glad to be here. So there is uh, so much that's happening uh, around the world. Now, as a pastor, I'm sure... You might uh, view things not just from an earthly but also a spiritual perspective. Yeah. So I think maybe that's where I should start because you know you're a man of you're a spiritual man and a man of God. So yes. when you see the things that are happening in the world, let's start with the presidential elections in the United States. Yeah. Do you see spiritual forces at work? Oh yes, um, without a doubt, and I'm glad you've asked me that question. I'm Ugandan, I'm American, my wife is from New York City, Long Island, I'm from Masaka, you know, deep in the village, I'm raised in, you know, Masaka, Kampala, so uh, I've lived both in New York City, uh, Philadelphia, Las Vegas. Wait, did you say you're an American? Yes, I am. I'm both American and Ugandan, although I resigned my American citizenship. Are so, you allowed to vote? Yes, I am. I'm allowed to vote. Do you vote? No, I have not voted here. Um, 
I Given just, how close the margins are, aren't yeah. you denying your candidate a chance to win? Uh, well, every vote will make a, it looks like it's going to make a difference. Well, you 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 already assumed who my <laughs> of course, but it's clear. <laughs> I know you're a man of Trump. I am, and I do believe what we are witnessing now is what was written in the book of Daniel, chapter two. There's a, a battle in the heavens. Um, and when you read Daniel, it, he, he's a man who saw the future, you know. There is other seers that we look at as people who saw the future. Timothy Carigina is one of them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Daniel saw the future. And he talks about the prince of Pasha. He talks about the prince of Egypt. He talks about how the angel was, uh, angel Gabriel, who was coming in, was resisted by uh, the prince of Pasha. And he had to get extra support to help him. Now, when there is uh, rulers, uh, these are called princes, and uh, they, rules, they rule over what is called principalities. They are both physical people, but they do represent spiritual forces and to the extent that someone represents both God's agenda or Satan's agenda it's two sides that they own what we are watching in America right now is really a contest that is in the heavens there is a contest between the princes of Jezebel the princes of Satan the princes of evil and the and the, the angels of God there is a conflict in the heavens and what we see played out today uh, between Trump and Biden it's really the forces that are fight over there the destiny of the nation the destiny of the world and uh, you know uh, I declared that beginning last Friday the 13th uh-huh. to fr- to the 13th of December I'm launching I launched a 30 day campaign to pray for the success of tr- Donald Trump okay now maybe help our listeners understand this yeah. you know I can, uh, being a pastor, of course, you would see things in a spiritual light. Yeah. Maybe you can explain to the listener what, where the assumption comes from that the site, how can I say, if there are two forces at war in the spiritual realm yeah. and this fight is being manifested in the political realm in the US, yeah. how are people to know which candidates, how can I say, how are people to know which side of the political debate is more aligned to the interests yeah. of, let's say, God. Yeah. And which one is more aligned with the interests of Satan or Jezebel, as you call it? To a Christian who's listening, yeah. how would he know the difference? Because in his mind, he might think that Biden is God's chosen one. Yeah. Well, uh, God is committed to his principles. He's committed to his laws. He's committed to his kingdom. A kingdom runs on laws, on principles, uh, policies. And those are what uh, God is interested in. When someone aligns himself with his principles, he is affecting what is we pray every day. But excuse your me, your kingdom come. We have your seen will be done. I have seen statements signed by hundreds of bishops and clergy in America saying that they endorse Biden. Yeah, those are false prophets, and uh, the Bible talks so much about them. So, are well, they false or are you false? Who is false, and how yes, can we tell? I, I want to come back again to. Uh, why uh, Trump represents more of the principles of God. Number one, Trump has stood up for the unborn. 
the moment he entered uh, his office, he put to an end the funding of Planned Parenthood, an abortion factory meal that has killed more Jews than Hitler killed, killed more Americans than the, all the wars combined. That That is also working to convince Ugandans to kill our babies. So, Wait, you mean a woman's right to choose what to do with her body isn't in line with uh, your, uh, Christianity? Well, you put it that way, but it's really a woman's right to kill her baby. So let's just put it straightforward. I don't want to cover this stuff up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm too old for that. Her uh, body, you, her, I, body I, I, her choice. No, She's it. the one carrying the, the baby. baby. Why is it your business to dictate to her how she Listen, should Listen, the baby is an independent person. They have an independent heart. They have an independent brain. They have an, they're an independent person. And in Uganda's constitution, a baby is a Ugandan. And I'm so glad we are the only constitution in the world that categorizes a baby as a citizen of this country with legal legal recourse and protection. So Donald Trump has been a friend of the pro-life movement and that's close to the heart of God. Number two, Donald Trump has been a friend of Jerusalem. This is the city that God has tremendous historical love for, for the city of Abraham. And he made, he annoyed every last country in the world when he moved his embassy to Jerusalem. You know, he is moving towards the heart of God. Uh, Trump has stopped the LGBT train that Biden and uh, uh, Barack Obama started ramming homosexual agenda down the throat, not only of the Western world, but also of the developing world of Africa. Even here, I went through four excruciating years of persecution because Barack Obama's executive orders effectively turned every U.S. embassy into an outpost for LGBT domination of the world. Well, I like how you're putting it, uh, and maybe we're going to be getting into that uh, ahead and also more of your perspective on how the elections in the u.s are playing out to a lot of people it's a done deal there is already a president-elect oh, no, oh no, no i believe in the resurrection <laughs> i believe uh, listen when you trump? look when you look at all the vital signs okay uh-huh. that you can say this, you think like trump is up but look i believe in the supernatural god this guy is gonna get up he is gonna take the presidency i'm a hundred percent assured a hundred a hundred. I'm not nine and You're a hundred percent sure Trump is going to win. He's going to win. In fact, last week I was at ninety nine point nine. Today I'm at a hundred. I believe tomorrow I'm going to be two thousand <laughs> percent. All right, we'll be finding out more as to why you would think that. Yet the odds seem so much stacked against him. He's going to make point. it. But uh, we'll continue having this very interesting conversation with Pastor Martin Semper, our special guest on this special edition of the Fat Boy Show. Hope you're enjoying listening to great music here on RX Radio. Don't go away. Fat Boy, and joining me on this uh, special Monday edition of the Fat Boy Show is uh, Pastor Martin Semper. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had him on uh, different shows in the past where I've been doing shows, and he's had me on different shows that he's done. And so, you know, we've always uh, been on each other's programs, and we always end up having great conversations. And I think today will be no exception if, uh, you know, just going from uh, what we've been able to have so far. But, uh, Pastor Martin Semper, yeah. before we went into a break, 
um, you were talking about how certain you are that Donald Trump was going to win re-election. Now, uh, a lot of people listening are going to be dumbfounded. They're going to think you're crazy because um, Joe Biden at present uh, has uh, uh, way more electoral votes. Uh, and uh, all indications are that uh, based on the projections, many media houses have called it for Biden. They think once ta- the final tally is done, there is no question that uh, Joe Biden will be declared president. And in fact, right now, many of the media, they're openly declaring Biden to be the president-elect. Meanwhile, what is Trump doing? Trump is trying to, in the words of some in the media, you know, he's chasing a phantom, a ghost. Like, he's just dreaming. If at this point he thinks that any legal attempts he makes to either uh, demand a recount or to nullify any votes that this will not succeed, that even if he was successful in getting recounts and nullifications, that the votes he would get from that would still not be enough to put him past the margin needed to beat Biden. So what makes you so sure that Trump can still win? We are in the most amazing time, (laughs) Jim. What we are going to witness and what we are witness has never been seen before. Because unless you're saying it's a miracle, this is a movie. This is Hollywood. This is even better than Hollywood. I'll I'll have to say this. I'm telling you, first of all, most people do not understand that America is not a normal democracy. That is what we call one man, one vote doesn't carry the day. No, it's not that. America's elections, actually, it is one one state, one vote. Okay? So, and how... Or so one state, many votes. Depending yeah, one on. state, depending. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end, in the end, it ends up each state has a vote. It's a state voting. So it's not individuals voting. So they try to make it... So you have to win a state. A state, yeah. yeah. Now... But this all is covered up in our mind based on the popular vote as we it announced on the election. But day. even then, Biden still has more electoral votes. He has won more states. Okay, uh, first of all, Biden is the weakest candidate that I've ever seen. I will agree years. with you there. Secondly, the, the doubt that is in everybody's mind, including the Democrats themselves, and they do have a history of cheating. They cheated, do you think, uh, they cheated Bernie Sanders. I mean, if you mention Bernie Sanders, most Democrats, they're like, oh, no, stop, stop, stop. Because they cheated him for Hillary Clinton. Do you think uh, when... So some no. may call this a conspiracy theory, but here's how some people have put it. And to me, it makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense to you. That essentially, Democrats uh, played up the corona thing so, like, aggressively to where uh, not only were the governors, Democratic governors uh, in various states, like, imposing harsh lockdowns, but it also then fed into the idea that votes would have to be cast by mail, which now many states, a number of states then started doing, you know, universal, like, uh, they they would send ballots Mm -hmm. to everyone, depending on the state. And this, in the minds of many people, was the plan. So that through this mail-in ballot system, they would uh, steal the election. Essentially, Do you think that's what happened? Yes, that's what's happened. Or is that just consolation for a Trump supporter who can't accept that Trump was so hated that no one voted for him? There is too many doubts about the results of Biden. There is too many. uh, First of all, how can a person who has no charisma whatsoever get more votes than Barack Obama. 
Okay, that's stat number one. Barack is like the Messiah. People are crying. He's the rock star. Remember, of- remember. <laughs> g- girls were crying. Obama. It's like it's kind of like Elvis Presley combined with Jesus coming back. And yet Biden <laughs> got more votes than him. No, it cannot be. And yet he barely staged any, any. public events. There was nothing. No rallies. So there is a lot of doubts and things are coming up. Now, all that Trump has to do is to go to court and say, look, this election or these states were discredited. This election is discredited. Then what is going to happen? The election is going to end up on the floor of the Congress. Why? There's two groups of people that actually choose who America's president is. The electors. Now, if the electors disagree, that is on December 13th. If, for example, if a state has two groups of electors, it's chaos. And that can be legitimate. And that's probably that's what's going to happen. Now, if that fails, then it's going to end up in the House of Representatives where the House of Representatives, each state has one man and one vote. And right now, as it is, the Republicans have more states. I think they have about 27 and the Democrats have about 20-something, 23. So if you get to that place, Trump is already won. And these liberals know. That is why Van... Who is this guy on CNN? Van Van, Jones. Van Jones is out. He's telling people, get ready to riot. Get ready to riot. Because Trump knows he can take this election. (laughs) It's a nightmare. uh, It's going to happen, You know, of all of the, you know, panelists on CNN, I do find Van Jones, he's usually the one who gives these people a reality check. Like, he can be there in a discussion and his colleagues are just saying all kinds of funny things and he's the one, he's the guy that says but you guys first wait yeah don't play games with trump yeah this guy knows what like he knows everyone what? else underestimates him but van jones seems to give him the credit uh that is due in terms of him being a very trump strategic is a maverick fighter J- james let me tell you we have never seen any candidate like trump but he's also justified because you see now where do the Democrats get the guts to say, please, peace, please accept, uh, Lord, peaceful, <laughs> just concede. After everything the, they have done These to American him. values, after four years of resistance, four years spying, yes. impeach. <laughs> so they, they've lost any goodwill that Trump they could have lo- for them. I'm for Trump. Trump, fight this thing all over. And I wish I could get a T-shirt that says, we are the resistance. Well, um... You know, I'm sure many of our listeners, many, many of our listeners do not like Trump. And yeah. uh, and, and in fact, in, I am at sometimes at odds with my own fans yeah. who despise Trump. And they often put me to task to explain why I support him. Uh, but I won't get into why I support him. But, but I will say this. I think even in Uganda, a lot of people are going to be surprised at uh, how things are playing out. And uh, I think to the extent that they may not even pay as much attention to our own upcoming elections. Everyone is glued to the drama that is happening in the U.S. right now. But James, I, I would say, sadly, the only Western world that information that we receive in this country, if you can just measure it, it's uh, CNN, it's uh, BBC, it's uh, some MSN or something. Uh, New York Times. Basically, it's like this. New York Times and Washington Post at the top of the pyramid. They set the agenda. Yeah. Every other news trickles down from them through BBC to every and all the other branches. So really, in my mind, it's just those two main news publications. Well, those are anti-Trump. Those Clearly. are uh, anti-conservative. And then here on our DSTV channel, most Ugandans have access to CNN 
Al Jazeera for international news and BBC. And these are definitely anti-Trump. So all that Ugandans have reference to is the CNN talking heads. They have not had any access to a channel, maybe like uh, Fox uh, or Fox Sky. For, yeah, or Sky. Or, you know, some of the talk show hosts like uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Michael Savage. They haven't had access to other analysts, so they only have one I left to, side. Yeah, I used to be of that mindset, and I totally subscribed to what the media was saying until I started to find myself asking questions around 2011, mm. and then I found that there was a whole other section of the internet where different conversations were going on. Absolutely. I'm and, so glad. And there was much, much more interesting debate and openness yes. uh, to ideas. Uh, and the people on that camp were usually derided as being sexist, racist, and what. But I found myself like happy to be among people that were open to exchange ideas and were not scared to offend. Because that's, as an intellectual, you have to not be scared to be offended by someone, even if they may not say something you totally agree with. Whereas uh, when you look at the way the mainstream media likes to frame all of the issues affecting the world, it's, it's, it's very... Uh, black and white like yeah. you either agree or yeah. you're a sexist yeah. you either agree or you're a racist yeah. you either agree or you hate uh, something yeah. or gays or whatever so uh, that very binary way and no pun intended of looking at things um, it just for me was very uh, it, it was a turn off for me because I'm an open minded person I want louder, to hear louder louder I wanted to hear all sides louder this is why I love See? and I support you I mean and Jen- my our side unfortunately yeah. Yeah. our side and our side is more the liberty side the, yeah. the, of things is that our side is the side that supports free speech yeah like even though you, I disagree with you on many many issues yeah. including say for example whether or not uh, gays should have rights and we might talk about that ahead yeah but you see, I would never, ever in my wildest dreams ever want you to be prevented from expressing your opinion. I would want you to be able to speak from the loudest platform Thank you. to express your views. Thank you. And to be challenged on your views. I was very surprised. Uh, Andrew Mwenda used to say the same thing. And then uh, I tested him when I was really persecuted by the LGBT during that 2009 to 2013. And he said, no, I won't give you a chance. Really? <laughs> and I said, Andrew, I used to hear you say, I may disagree with you, but I will fight for your right to walk naked. I may disagree with you. Yeah, but, I- so uh, when it got to the bottom where some people can actually be uh, neutral or and uh, objective, I found that uh, he didn't have that. But I was very surprised about you, James, or, uh, and this is why. You, you and I disagree on many issues. You are an atheist. I'm a pastor. <laughs> yeah. uh, you are for gay rights at some point. I am not. And, and I mean, there's many things that we disagree, you know. By, my, by the way, and my views on gay rights are a bit m- more nuanced uh, yeah. than you might think. And maybe we'll get into that ahead. But go ahead. Yeah, but I, I appreciate your objectivity and your willingness to bring me on your show, on your radio to talk. But for other guys, man, it's just about shut them up. We are at a point where... Um, and it's most seen, as you pointed out, in certain groups like the feminists. Yeah. The moment you disagree with them, it's like, you don't matter. You are so bad. Let's not discuss this issue. I won't even waste my time discussing to you. Then they'll find on tooth and nail, you are evil. <laughs> and, that's, and that's one of the differences that became very clear to me. And some people have put it this way. Mm. They say, if you disagree with a conservative, mm. he'll just think you're stupid mm. or uninformed. Mm. If you disagree with a liberal, mm-hmm. he will think you're evil. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you for, don't so deserve for, to leave. So for them, it's not even an, inter, uh, an, an, intellectual, issue, dis- an intellectual discussion or a it, difference of opinion. Yeah, It's about uh, whether or not you even count as a human being. That's they right. dehumanize you if That's you don't right. agree with their agenda, whether it's on environment, whether it's on gay rights, whether it's on feminism, whether it's on this uh, race hustling, as I like to call it. You know, the, the, the grievance peddlers. The people who go around who go around trying to convince everyone that they're oppressed yeah. just so that they can skim some money off of them. You know, they're very uh, you know, they're very shady people a lot of these guys. And so they unfortunately control the media. Yeah. And so people are constantly being knocked off of social media platforms. Yeah. Or our posts get deleted. They say it's hate speech. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm a free thinker. I want a free flow of information. If someone is wrong, if I think someone is wrong, I want him to be able to express that opinion. Absolutely. And I want to be able to challenge him and tell him why I think he's wrong. And then he can tell me why he thinks I'm wrong. Well, for the last, uh, I think what you're saying exactly is what I've written in my book that's upcoming. I've written a book called uh, Straight Nation Uprising, which is Africa's mm-hmm. resistance to European LGBT aggression of Africa's culture. And the persecution. Um, man, I just had like, I mean, six years when I disagree, and our intellectual disagreement became, I was. I was, I mean, numbered like a, I'm a terrorist, man. Just to say, no, marriage is man and woman, or a man is a real man, not uh, anything else. So I just written this book. I, I brought it for you to. Sh- I brought it to show it to you. It it will be coming out uh, sometime next uh, next year. I, I realize it takes longer to publish a book that is my first time. It's 22 chapters, which I need to bring down to six, and I had to get a university publisher to be able to publish it, get lecturers, professors to review it. Can't you self-publish? Uh, it's better if you have a, a well-respected house, publishing house. I'd want it to go self-publish, but I would rather go now with... Uh, but the main publishing houses, you understand, are under the control of the ideologues that you are Well, fighting. the one that I'm dealing with is not. <laughs> so, really? yeah, but they have helped me make the process. Because many publishers have in the past been pressured to drop Absolutely, books. absolutely. Thankfully, the one that I'm dealing with is objective. I've had two professors review my book, and they've given me very good uh, peer review. Uh, now I'm, I'm sitting down. I need to get a couple months to sit down and walk it through and then get it out. But in um, one of my last chapter, I write about, first one, I write about how I was persecuted. I financially targeted. I mean, intellectual disagreement means that we must destroy you. I was labeled a hater, you know, okay. and then uh, I was categorized by um, Southern uh, poverty, something low Law center as a hater. I mean, they, whoever they disagree with you, they label you a terrorist and killer, every kind of name. And that's what they have done to everyone. They, like Trump, they mentioned that about, they mentioned about me. I've gone through, I mean, what they've taken Trump through is what they have taken me through so much. Every word that I speak is cut up. There's this time I gave a presentation where I was talking about okay, some of the bad things. Maybe I regret. I should have had some <laughs> The one on TV? Ah! <laughs> where you brought vegetables? <laughs> More on that uh, ahead. Pastor Sempa has been the star of many viral YouTube videos that uh, have uh, tantalized uh, audiences around the world. So more on that aspect of his life and uh, more on uh, the issues related to the elections, uh, both here, the U.S., and uh, many other things we're going to be talking about today on this special edition of the Fatboy Show with Pastor Martin Sempa. Sempa. 
And this is the Fat Boy Show. Special edition, special Monday edition of the Fat Boy Show, where I'm joined today by the one and only Pastor Martin Sempa, controversial character in uh, Ugandan uh, politics. Not, well, in Ugandan society, I should say. He just happens to have something to say about everything. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, I have a new name, and it would be really uh, a blessing to me if you could mention it a few times in my show. I am changing from Martin Semper to Gabriel Baba Gwangamuje Eriesu uh-huh. as uh, a, a, an official name. That's too long. I'm brand new. So you can just say Gabriel Baba. So my new name is Gabriel Baba. Baba or Baba. Is that for real? Or for real, just, for real, for real. Really? Yeah. Why are you changing your name? Um, you, you've been known as Martin Semper since like 50 years. I mean, for Yeah. Um, it's from my uh, research. Um, as I go ahead, I, I recognize that the gospel, this Bible this that I preach, must be transformatory. And uh, to change from darkness to light, from evil to good. And I recognize that both my names do represent two different gods. Sempa, as I researched, I was reading the book by uh, two people, John Roscoe, he was an anthropologist from Cambridge, was here in 1920, wrote a book, The Culture and the Peoples of Buganda. Excellent book, I recommend for everybody that will understand. Then the second one was Sir Apollo Kagwa in 1905, wrote his first book, uh, Mpisaza Baganda, The Culture of Buganda. And as I read it in the chapter of religion, I got to recognize the name of the gods. And among the names of the gods, one is called Sempa. And Sempa has uh, a hill. These gods have different hills. This hill is in Bolemezi. And uh, every boy who's born in the area is, has, must be named Sempa, which is after the spiritual principality of the area, the god like Athens or Zeus. So for the Africans, we have these names of these gods. And I, I found it inconsistent with my faith to continue to be called Sempa, which is a name of a god, an African god. Then when I prayed and reflected about it, I said, now I want to be known differently. Then I, what, you not, uh... what about Martin? Now, Martin is also a, uh, a Roman god of war. He's from Mars. Uh, it's a derivative of Mars. So when you say Martin Semper, you are talking about a Roman, a Roman god of war called Mars. And when you say Semper, you're talking about a Uganda god of Bulemezi. I said, no, I don't want that. What, uh, tell us about uh, this god Semper. What do you know about him? Like, what are his characteristics? What are his, is he a god of anything in particular? What, what's interesting is that uh, there is uh, certain gods who are equal to the Kabaka's level on, uh, on royal level. When the king would give permission to his uh, soldiers to go raid, when people ran up to that hill called Semper, they had amnesty. The, the, the powers of the king do not affect that. It's like an embassy. Okay. Uh, have there been stories written about uh, this Semper? Yes. Yeah. Then next Folk to Semper, yeah, there's been uh, uh, many, uh, many other books, but it's active today. Next to it, just today, next to Semper is a very interesting hill. It's called Waluse. Waluse is the kingmaker hill where the Kabaka of Buganda, there's a chapter in this book, the process of how a boy becomes a king. Certain places that they must go to. Waluse, the king must go there and spend three nights alone on the hill. Now, there is been a fight between every party who wants to get power, you know, spiritual uh-huh. power in Buganda going on that hill. The two head traditionalists in Buganda, one is called Mama Fina and the other is Kulanama. They are in a fight, if you know. They are, they, they, they've been in a fight over 
who do they allow to go to that hill? Wow. Which color? Is it the yellow color or is it the red color? Because a kingmaker hill. These are very, very real things in Buganda. So mm -hmm. my emergency, my decision to change my name starts from an intellectual, spiritual reflection as a man who's you know, 52 years old now. I'm able now to make independent choices. And for heck, if people can choose to change their gender in New York, they can choose to change their gender in, in, New, in London but, uh, and come with a new gender. Why not? If I want to change my name, it's a free world. Yeah, but this late in the game, I mean, it's no, like... Uh, no, no, no. It's like when artists... This Kardashian... Wait, when wait, artists, music wait, artists wait, change wait, their wait, names. Wait, 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 wait. Who is the Kardashian's dad? Who, who is this guy changed his gender the other day? Uh, other, Bruce Jenner. Oh, my gosh. Oh, golly. What a disgusting looking... Caitlyn Jenner now. Yeah. So, anyway... I mean, I just can't stand I'm just saying for marketing purposes, you have such a huge body of work under Martin Semper. To, for you to now change your name at this point, it's going to make it hard for people to follow you. Well, that's why my name is Baba. Baba means father. I'm a, I'm a father of a new generation that is still Muganda, but I'm not under the power and the spells and the covenants of Buganda. So is that more a spiritual name or are you now going to change your official documents, national ID? Yes, I, I am. I am. Really? I mean, the pro yes, Passport, I everything. I am. I am. And my wife, you know, Tracy Semper, she's... She's also, she's, she's now going to be Mrs. Tracy. Can Mrs. You Baba. I'm, can you imagine Americans? Well, Mr. You know, you know how they are at the airport. Guanga Moje Eriesu. Can you... They used to have trouble with Semper because they always say Sisi Semper. They can't say Semper. My professors, you know, in the university would say Sisi Semper. And I would say, no, it's Semper. Then one day the professor called me up in Philadelphia when I was doing my graduate work. He said, Mrs. Semper, could you tell me why you have two S's? And I said, well, it's my grandfather. And I said, he says, why do you guys have two S's? He says, well, for, for double emphasis. I said, said, wait, did he have a stuttering problem? I said, why didn't you ask him why? Why do you have the two Zs in pizza? <laughs> why, why, why is it even called pizza if it has Z? Should be pizza. <laughs> I mean, I they, they play more games with their language than we do. That's now, true. That's true. So anyway, yeah, it's... Um, uh, I think spiritually, many Ugandans and Africans are in bondage and they do not know. This is and, very true. And many, um, particularly uh, from my area in the north... Um, yeah. There are many people from the north who, when they become more spiritual or they get born again, many yeah. have taken to changing their names. And why is this? It's because it, culturally, I think um, it, people in the north, our people, we tend to ascribe names based on tragedies. Yeah. So our names like Okello or Ochan, or, 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 yeah. or, they, they usually mean I, something along the lines of, of was born during a famine, yeah. was born during a tragedy, yeah. the father had just died, yeah. the mother ran away. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Very negative connotation. Born while the mother's dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grief, disaster, <laughs> tragedy. I don't I mean, you walk through life called tragedy. No, you know, you're walking least, tragedy. At least with Nigerians, Nigerian, <laughs> Nigerian names are kind of like they name you based on what they hope you will achieve <laughs> in life. Well, have and you that, seen that? It's more aspirational. Yeah. Whereas in, uh, in many parts of Uganda, our names are, are more 
you know, based on tragedies that yeah. have occurred. Well, Nigerians, uh, when they have become Christians, have you seen them? They name their ki- Prince King Ruler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oga, Oga, Prince King Ruler Rich. <laughs> You're listening to the Fat Boy Show. Um, Fat Boy here on this special edition, joined by Pastor Martin Semper. When we get back, we're going to be asking him more about uh, his uh, upcoming book that he's working on, and it uh, chronicles uh, his uh, challenges that he's faced as he's tried to, in his words, fight homosexuality. Defend the family. In Uganda, why does he need to do that? Aren't we living in an era where people are free and there's equal rights? Why at this late stage is he out there taking on this fight? We'll be asking him why uh, he's doing this and uh, more about his book. That's coming up next on The Fat Boy Show. Stick around. And I'm Fat Boy here with uh, Pastor Martin Sempa, who has changed his name to a Gabriel Baba. Gabriel Baba. Yeah. Uh, he's changing his name because Sempa apparently is the name of a Buganda god, and so he thinks that doesn't uh, gel well with his uh, Christianity. And Martin. And Martin is the name of a Roman god. <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, why do I get rid of a black <laughs> spiritual demon and keep a white one? Haven't you gotta you, go. <laughs> aren't you just sort of choosing sides? So you, so you don't want to be associated with the Buganda god or the Roman god, yeah. but now you're associated with the Jewish god. Yes. Uh, so what, what's the difference? Well, you have. It's to, like just choosing different football teams. Well, the the god that uh, Sempa is uh, a, a god of a heel. Jehovah is the creator of all. Even among gods, there's different gods. There's the god of the river. There's the god of the lake. Mokasa is the god of the lake. Uh, the Musisi is the god of uh, uh, earthquake. Uh, you know, we have Junju, Juke, whatever, the god of hunting. But they all recognize that there is the almighty God you don't who think, has spoken to us through his word, you don't think the it's, Bible. You don't think it's just been an evolution of how people conceive of the God of classical theism. Because as I understand it, so for example, uh, the God of the Bible, yeah, Jehovah, basically his uh, original name, or at least the way he was described, named in the original Jewish scriptures, he was called Yahweh. Yeah. And Yahweh was the name of a particular Jewish God. I believe he was either the God of war or something like that. And, and, and there were other uh, gods within the vicinity uh, and in the Old Testament, you will hear of stories of how people are worshipping Baal and people are, there's another god, Asherah, Asherah, and all these other funny things. And that region had very many deities and Yahweh was one among many of them. At least that's one perspective I've seen, which in my mind sort of makes sense. And so it would seem like Jewish theism sort of borrowed some ideas from Roman theism and then with Catholicism and it just turned into this whole thing where now the God of the Jews has now become the God of the universe and I don't know that that is how it was originally intended by the writers of the Hebrew scriptures well uh, what do you think about that the name Yahweh is an abbreviation for Jehovah because they honored God very much, they didn't want to speak the full name. So it was like initials. Yes. Uh, just as Ibatoro would say, you know, Apoli, uh, Amoti, yeah. without referring fully to the name. Uh, the initials of the God, God is Jehovah. Now, God, as we see from creation, He is the creator from the book of Genesis to Revelation. He's both the creator and the judge. Now, 
there is, yes, there is many gods. There is uh, Baal, there is uh, Allah, there is uh, the god of the Indian, uh, Hindus, uh, Ashtaroth, Isis, there's a god of Egyptians, Osiris, Roman, Osiris Zeus. There's, there's many gods, it's true. And the Baganda also have gods, Mokasa, Chibuka. Now, when you look at all of this, these are spirits. These are spirits that dominate certain regions but Jehovah is the creator of all and his claims and his descriptions he's like no other God and then he chose his friend he chose Abraham through whom to bring redemption he created everybody and then he chose Abraham because of his characteristics and Abraham was faithful he became known as a friend of God and God chose that nation to be a model and of how to a nation can walk with the Lord made covenants with him but he's Yes, he's a god of the Jews, but he's a god of everyone. I he's think he was in all I, I, over, all over. Now the the, the Romans, uh, the the gospel going to the to the Romans, going to the Arabs, going to Indians, to Africans. It's the been Greeks. A, the Greeks, the multiplication. Unfortunately, some of those missionaries, when they come, they come with their baggage. So the Romans, when they come, they come with their gods. They name us the names of their gods, like. You know, Martin is a Roman god. But then, they, uh, but Martin is ostensibly a Christian name. But it's really European. So, and this is where we need to separate because just because it's European does not make it Christian. Christ- just because it's Arabic does not make it Muslim. So, just because it's African doesn't make it pagan. So when I come up with new names, Gabriel, it's a biblical name of an angel. It means I stand in the presence of God. Baba, it's an African word for father because I'm a father of a new generation. It's a mission, a global call, call nations to come to Jesus. I'm not like uh, Bob Bebekul, you know, no, his is, uh, so, I, I, for me, I'm calling the nations. Jesus is coming. Let's turn to the Lord. All right, we're talking to Pastor Martin Semper this morning on the Fat Boy Show. It's the special Monday edition of the Fat Boy Show. And uh, with this guy, it's like uh, you, we can keep talking and talking and talking and, and it won't end. There's just so much to cover. <laughs> okay. I've been meaning to talk about his upcoming book, but now we got talking about something else. But yeah, so we'll definitely this time when we get back, it'll be about the book. Let's go. Stick around. It's the Fat Boy Show. All right. Hey, this is the special edition Fat Boy Show where I'm joined by the one and only Pastor Martin Sempa, who's named himself something different. It's too long. I'll uh, he'll well, have just to... say Gabriel Baba. Gabriel Baba. 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 You gotta say it, not Baba. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, he's like uh, you know how Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy. Uh, I don't know. In five years, he might come back with a remix, a different name. We'll have to. Wait and see. <laughs> so Pastor Martin Sempa, tell us about. Uh, the new book that you are working on, uh, as I understand it, it has to do with uh, your fight, what you would call your fight against homosexuality. Yeah. Well, um, you see, there's been a false narrative. Most Ugandans, uh, when they travel across the world, they meet this false narrative. When you go to Europe, to London, you go to America, Canada, and you say, hey, my name is so-and-so. Where are you from? Uganda. Oh, my gosh, you're the place that killed the gays country. They killed the gays. And there is this narrative that has not been answered. 
that when we try to resist Barack Obama's executive orders that he issued in 2009, 2012, imposing homosexuality across the world, when we stood up and said no to that agenda with the rise of the anti-homosexuality law, we were branded all sorts of names. We were taken through what they've taken Trump through, fake news from all across the world, uh, Hollywood documentaries. They came up and they really worked camping here to destroy, blackmail, mislabel, call, accuse as hate. And I became... Uh, because I was articulate, because I was passionate about it. Were you it. really? I was educated. I have a you PhD. Went on, on, you used to have sermons where you would show graphic images. That was a, very, yeah. very, very graphic images of sexual acts. And even some religious figures called you out. They criticized you for Well, uh, and, and that's that's one of the misrepresent. Those are the myths. And I'm taking You'd time You'd go in a Sunday service and you'd show huge placards showing uh, gay sex. Absolutely a lie. In fact, let me bring that to you. That was never in my church. That was at a seminar that we organized to understand what is homosexuality? Is that what bit, is the legislation? But excuse me, what about the time where you called a press conference and then you were saying, oh, this is how they do, they do fisting and then they do this and you were actually trying to mimic some of their Yes, that, was, a, that, that, was, that was very disgusting. Yes, unfortunately, talking about some of these things are disgusting. Let's agree talking about uh, female genital mutilation is disgusting let's agree the cutting of women's private parts the showing of that and actually what happened was at the same time that we attempted to resist this agenda of uh, Barack Obama's uh, and Biden's LGBT world domination, we also came up with the female genital mutilation bill. And we did exactly the same thing. And this is the problem. When Chris Bariomunsi made a presentation of the damaging impact of female genital mutilation, of how they cut the women's private parts, of how they mutilate them, and the pain it inflicts on them. Nobody says it's pornography. Nobody says this is evil people. When we came up and showed what sodomy is, when they do fisting, when they hurt each other, they become incontinent. They're no longer able to hold their stool. It is scientific. Most people define pornography as the presentation of sexual activity for purpose of sexual stimulation. This was presentation of sexual activity for purposes of educating the people on the dangerous practices that masquerade under LGBT you know, when including fisting which causes tremendous damaging. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I had to be the one if I was to do it again, James, I would not be the one to give the presentation because we had ex-gays. We had Poker Gaba, we had George Owundo, we had the young lady who was there. I would have them to be able to share what they were doing. But because I am the one who shared this research, everybody became targeted, everybody becomes righteous. You know, in humanism, and I, I, I'm not humanistic, okay? I don't believe humanism is the elevation of man as the highest deity or God or sovereign. I am a believer of God. So, humanists. They find righteousness by accusing others of evil. Oh, look at him. He is so bad. He is showing pornography in the church. He must be such an evil man. They create, and somehow, they feel ele they elevate themselves by accusing others. No, this is a very well thought out presentation. First of all, you need to know my credibility. All right, so I have a bachelor's of sociology as a major researcher from Macquarie University. I have a master's of 
science and counseling. That's from Philadelphia. I was given a PhD in public health from the same college in Philadelphia. I don't speak without research. Most people do not know what are the activities that masquerade under LGBT. But, see, I guess that's so the I point. Like, why, 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 do I, why do people need to know? I don't need to know what a man and a woman does in his bedroom. Well, that's you because you're not a do legislator. You want to know? Yes, you I am. I'm a legislator. Wait, wait. You want to know what a man and a woman does? Like a, a, a couple, if married some, couple? If something is a public health concern, Okay, and, and let's enter this area. If you want to go there, I'll go wait, there. Wait, wait. I thought if two people, two people in a committed relationship, let's say heterosexual, they are engaging in activities that you may personally find distasteful, uh, and, but they enjoy it, how, how would it be your business to criticize? Well, let's go forward. Let's go forward. Let's say man and woman are having an activity that they are enjoying. Uh-huh. Why is it my business? Yeah. Number one, it's my business because they want me to pay for their disease. Right now, we have the HIV AIDS law in Uganda, and it mandates that the treatment of all people who have got HIV AIDS will be given from the consolidated fund. So everybody who is screwing themselves and is getting HIV is going to look to me to pay for their disease. So if you want my money, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I'm breaking it down for you. Uh If you want my money to treat your disease for the disease that you got into by doing something stupid, I have a time to say about it. So let's, let's, that's number one. Yeah, but Number two, uh I'm a public health expert. We are about disease prevention. We're talking about COVID, talking about putting on masks and stuff. There is a certain place where your freedom must be restrained for the stopping of diseases. And the most effective uh, way of spreading HIV AIDS is sodomy. Sodomy is the most effective way because the anus is not designed for sexual activity and a little rubrication. A little friction I can understand causes that. the like, bleeding of blood. Of, of course, yeah, of they, course they this are, is they are tire risk. We don't want to talk about this issue. No, no, no that that is. But fine. when I bring about this issue, what do they do? So why shouldn't you look at this loony? Just, just a moment. So look then, at this kazuni. So, look at this no, person. No, no, no. Pastor, listen. So yes. what should it? What what you should be doing, therefore, is to encourage safe sex among those high risk groups. No? no, let me tell you. Whether con- between man or woman, or let, let's take it forward. Condoms don't work for anal sex. Let's take it. Let's go. If you want to go that way, I'll go with you. Well, sometimes they okay. don't work for heterosexual. Yes, sex. they fail. And that's why I don't support them. We've just had a scandal here of lifeguard condoms. Do you remember? The minister so of So then health. what do we do? Do wait, we, do, wait, do wait, we wait, ban wait, sex wait, 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 wait. in I general, wanna, period? Wanna, no. Because it be can kill you? Let's extremist. You're the extremist. This is why I support and promote sexual abstinence. I keep support sexual fidelity between couple. Listen, Jameson, and I have the best sex in the world. You know why? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, For 30 yeah. years, I have been with my wife. I married her when she was a virgin. I am faithful to her. I made a vow. I will not have sex with any other woman. She will not have sex with the other man. Man, we rock. Uh, no, <laughs> no condoms. I'm not even worried. Oh my God, what did I forget the condom? People, I mean, okay. Yeah, actually, I saw you Wait. post something on Twitter. No, 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 let me take it on. <laughs> How do you do oral sex with a condom? The, uh, the president says you shouldn't do it, period. <laughs> You the guys, mouth is for eating. A lot of the president listen, said that. No, all these liberals. <laughs> I've never watched any of this simulation of sex that we call pornography, where there's a oral sex where they have a condom. No, they don't. What's your point? Here it is. You want to have sex with a person who is safe, 
who and the only way to come to sure they are safe is when they are tested before you have sex with them Two, they are committed to you when you have sex again and listen when you have great sex today you won't have it tomorrow you want to have it the day after well, for and a it lot just of people, gets great, better great I've sex been, tends I've, to get boring I've been having great sex Can with my gr- wife for 28 years man it just okay, now, works with all due respect that's your side of the story and I want you to get married can, can you please bring her I here want, no Let's no I, her want, here. I want you to get <laughs> bring your wife here Let's I want ask you her. to get married I don't know I've been on a campaign is it girl that there's no beautiful girls I mean I just see one of these girls who is your co-host here. I mean she's a pretty girl me, don't you see? I mean, you you, you don't pick up lines. What's up? You are good with words. No, no, no. it's a professional environment. I know you and I. We need to talk. <laughs> you need a koja, okay, to train you so that you. It's time for you, James, to get a wife. I mean, we need small Jameses. I mean, we need small small fat boys. <laughs> soon, Pastor. Soon, and. Uh we're going to continue this conversation and find out more about what's in the book. No, don't wh- stop this. Listen, all of <laughs> you listeners, take- <laughs> listeners who are listening in, listen, I'm on a campaign. I've been praying for James to get a wife for a long time. And if you are there and if you're a girl and uh, you think you could be a wife for James, please, I want you to get in touch with me. I know my Twitter has been suspended by Jack Dorsey, but I w- I'm on at Martin Semper. Send me an email. Send me a word. I want to I wanna help you. to. G- I want to get you. We're we, we going to get this guy married. I mean, how long are you going to be here? <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll be right back. It's the Fat Boy Show. You're listening to the Fat Boy Show this beautiful Monday morning. And uh, today I'm joined by the one and only Pastor Martin Semper. It's great to have you here, Pastor. And uh, hey, uh, this is the first time I'm hosting you on RX Radio, which Woo! is a station that uh, got created a few months ago following uh, certain unfortunate events at my former workplace, which in hindsight, you could say were fortunate events because now here we are. That's right. Doing something quite interesting. That's right. You turn a tragedy into something good. And that's what I also did when I was persecuted and I was forced to take a sabbatical. I took that time to write a book. So let's talk about that. Uh, So back around 2009, uh, that was around the time that a bill was tabled in the parliament, the anti-homosexuality bill by Honorable David Bahati. And it was met with uh, a lot of resistance from mostly international quarters. And uh, at the time, Barack Obama was president and uh, he brought with him a very progressive uh, political agenda. Very many progressive political groups felt emboldened and used uh, their influence to compel the Obama administration, either through the State Department and other means, to try and uh, spread their influence uh, around the world. And uh, one of the things they were looking to, I guess, advocate for was for, in their words, gay rights, LGBT Mm. rights. Mm. And so governments around the world, if they wanted, for example, aid and other assistance, they had to, in some form show signs of being more malleable in the area of gay rights. Uganda was one of those countries. Uh, And uh, I think the bill was kind of a resistance to to that attempt. That's right. Uh, And so it caused a controversy and Uganda came under heavy international pressure to not go ahead with it. Obviously, the president... uh, The president was most annoyed. I don't know if he anticipated that 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 would consume that much of his time. Every mm-hmm. time he met an international leader, they would ask him, uh-huh, the That's gays, right. the gays, the gays. That's right. <laughs> As if uh, there weren't other issues of importance in the country. Yes. Uh, 
So, now you, being one of the largest uh, supporters of the bill, you yourself had been leading a kind of crusade against what you thought were uh, intrusions uh, into Uganda society by gay rights groups and so forth, and pardon the pun. You felt that uh, there was a need to get on board with this bill and to get it passed. Yes. So you and Abahati were the faces of the anti-homosexuality sentiment in Uganda. Yes. For which you suffered some consequences internationally. Yes, I did. You were essentially blacklisted. Yes. You were called a hate monger. Mm. Uh, what else happened to you? Oh, it was uh, excruciating. Uh, first of all, when you disagree and resist the agenda, you are called all sorts of names. It's as if only the liberals have a right to resist. You notice they've spent four years of resisting, impeaching, spying, doing everything to stop the agenda of Trump and because they disagreed with him. Well, uh, we too disagreed with Barack Obama. So we were the resistance against Barack Obama. Barack came in as a rock star uh, politician, but his main platform was the uh, legitimation and the spreading of global domination of all LGBT. How did that happen? Uh, as I understand it, uh, he was never, for example, he was not pro-gay marriage, at least when he was running initially. He was asked several times, and I think he was mostly advocating for, uh, what is it they call civil union type. That's so smart marketing. And, uh, he never came out and said he supported gay when, marriage. When you deal with the issue of LGBT, it's got the smoothest advertising, legal experts. They find ways of turning words around and even their changes. He kept saying, I'm evolving. So they got nice words, evolving. Even the words themselves that it was, sodomy, homosexual, they call it same sex. And everything is couched in LGBT. Now the campaign is called uh, uh, the, the gay rights. And then people who stand for family are called uh, crusaders. I was actually listening to you and notice underlining every word that you use. It's like one side has really done such a great job. In framing? In, in, yeah, in framing. And when you frame uh, an argument, you actually prepare yourself for victory. Now, for me, uh, I, I, I was really dumbfounded. I said, look, if Americans want to call this a human right, that's, that, that's okay for you as Americans and Canadians. But you cannot force us Africans to turn what we know a vice into a right. And for me, I framed it that way. It's who has the right to define or redefine a vice into a right. And what's the process? Really, if you want to have social change, come and let's have dialogue. Come, let's talk. Tell us the advantages of homosexuality, of uh, lesbianism, of transgenderism. Sit down, explain to our elders. Tell us why we've been wrong for the last 5,000 years. Use all the power and the might of the American uh, and European power and explain to us but what did they do they used blackmail they used manipulation mm. they used all sorts of underhanded labeling people like me as haters as terrorists uh denying us funding uh creating so, so tell us some of some of the things that happened to you were you for example I, they, they, they sued me along with all prof, other pro-family leaders here, Bahad, David Bahati. There was a Scott Lively in the United States who had ever come to Uganda and given a seminar on the experience of European-American gay rights and how it's a threat to the church. Now, they make all sorts of 
fascinate i mean dumbfounded allegation to make you look demonic so they decided that uganda should be the nation that they target they so, they went after me uh because my wife is american and uh my children are american i am taken on american citizenship I, as a dual citizen yes so they targeted me and because i was both african ugandan and american they sued me uh, they sued a party who was our friend to try and destroy us basically without going into detail it is destroy the person you argue by suing them by destroying their credibility by cutting off their finances every church that supported us because we were missionaries did they we, want to charge you with the crimes against humanity yes they took me to icc international criminal court they filed a case against me of crimes against humanity that my preaching constitutes a crime against humanity the only they, crime against <laughs> humanity that you're guilty of is uh, being occasionally annoying <laughs> yeah, they should have locked you up <laughs> for that. So, look, I can uh, this is funny. In fact, I do have a video of what about this book called Straight Nation Uprising. If you look at it, it's on my my YouTube channel Martin Sempa, that's with two S's. It's called Straight Nation Uprising. And I just said, I'm like, can you imagine being labeled uh, a person who is a criminal for standing up for family of man and woman is it true that uh, part of the blacklisting uh, resulted in some of your the people that supported your projects financially they had to pull out absolutely when you are given bad press it, 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 this works like a system mm-hmm. uh, somebody comes and labels you does this that's famous a, pastor that's a killer number two they go after that terrorist murder hater you get some of the fringe groups like southern poverty let's and oh we've categorized this person as a hate group i mean everybody they disagree with someone needs to take those guys to court like they have because they, they, they do slander people they have hated they, they have this uh, focus on the family any group that stands up for no natural marriage is labeled a hater and then uh, but it's consistent so then they attacked every church that used to support us that means they cut down all my finances because groups that used to support us no longer support us my work at Makere University I've been there for 20 years you've been there a few times I am passionate about uh, mentoring young leaders for yeah. Africa yeah, yeah, yeah. encouraging them stimulating their intellectual spiritual so even that was affected affected so we were in bankruptcy in fact they, they threw us into bankruptcy because they believe the best way to convince us by blackmailing bankruptcy well, so what does it mislabeling us what do you think it says about their agenda and their principles really that they would go this far to destroy someone who they simply have a difference of opinion with i mean if you disagree with someone if they disagreed with you why would they not instead host a debate exactly. host a symposium let exactly. people present the facts and you argue it out and let the market force of ideas determine whose ideas are better well um i did have a debate with uh, pepe onzima Mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, became a world famous it's <laughs> it became world famous where i brought cucumber brought the whole market 
I mean, you know, I, I don't like this boring show. I mean, James, no, that, that, that was fun. That, so anyway, <laughs> that has become a phenomenon. James, I have I have millions of followers. Germany, they called me and they laugh. <laughs> India, Indonesia, they're like, you're a phenomenon, you're a legion, New York. <laughs> they like you. What, how you they like you, how you do it. And they like it because I'm like, guys, don't use cucumber for sex. Get the real deal, you know? Get a real man, you know? get a real woman and stuff now, so that, anyway uh-huh. they, what because I'm not like them I will not label them evil but what they do is really destructive what they do is really horrible nobody should ever go through what I've gone through now here's where you might be quite amused mm-hmm. is that I used to be totally in disagreement with the religious figures and the pastors who would use such terms as gay agenda mm. that there is an agenda they want to destroy the family I used to think these were extremely hyperbolic terms mm. designed to inflame negative feelings towards those people or hatred yeah. uh, I thought these were unfair characterizations mm. until I realized that actually that is precisely what they're doing mm. there, there is now no question about it where when you turn on the TV there will always be uh, I mean, before it used to be simply implied that maybe a person was gay, okay, now, but now it's like uh, there won't be a TV show without uh, some gay Except every series, every, every child, series. cartoon. Uh, there is a committee in Hollywood, any movie that's coming out, you exactly. must make it gay friendly. Everything, Everything. gay promotion, Twitter, Twitter ev- YouTube. Any- Dude, they're making it so obvious they're not even hiding it. So it's about it's clear. world domination. But that's why I came up with what I call straight nation. Okay, now let me ask you this though, and and this is where my views on gay rights are kind of nuanced. I feel as though there is a difference between actual individuals of that lifestyle and persuasion and then more the political movement behind it. Yeah. And I feel that those behind the political movement uh, behind it, don't even care all that much about the individuals within the community, but yeah. rather they want to harness a grievance perspective that can then be used to bully everyone else and to silence. I, I see this in the same way. I view them, the gay rights lobby, in the same way I view feminists and, and sort of black rights activists. Because, you know, is it true that uh, blacks need rights? Yeah, okay, of course. But then the people that are behind the organizations that purport to represent black rights, usually they don't care about those rights. That's right. They're just taking that group and saying, we represent them, therefore anything we say you you must do, you must agree with. And if you don't, you are essentially a racist. Same with feminists, same thing. They will purport to speak for women, but guess what happens when they find a woman who disagrees with them? They destroy her. So so they're definitely not pro-women. So these political movements hide behind these sort of minority groups as a way of wielding, I don't know, emotional, uh, an emotional weapon that yeah. can be used to force their agenda through to societies around the world and to on governments around the world. And I think ultimately their goal is what I've seen being described as deracination. So deracination is the attempt to demoralize a society where you want to blur the line so much that nothing means anything anything anymore. That's right. So everyone is confused. Yeah. And in that, so now gender, yeah, social construct. There is no such thing as man or woman. You can be anything at any time. That's right. Based on how you feel. Gender roles, doesn't matter. Race is a social construct. Race doesn't exist. So they want to make everything so fluid and so vague. Absolutely. And because when people are confused and demoralized, yeah, Essentially, they're more open 
to be socially controlled and manipulated. And I think the people that are behind these groups mm. are probably have they have no care for black rights, gay rights, women's rights, but they simply use that as a vehicle to push their agenda, which and I hate to sound hyperbolic, but is an ultimate form of globalism. Yeah, I think you've described very well the tobacco industry. Is it the same thing? <laughs> you got the big tobacco uh-huh. that's making money out of tobacco, pushing the policies. Then you have the individuals who are addicted to nicotine. Yeah. Uh, they, and there are two different kinds of people and they have different views. So there are people who are addicted to these sexual lifestyles. And then you have the big people who are using these groups, who are using these people for political purposes. Um, same for you know pharmaceutical and other groups. Uh, unfortunately, when we as Africans resisted, uh, they, 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 we, we were made to look bad. Uh, and w- it's very interesting what you say that uh, uh, they talk about black lives matter, black thinkers matter. I'm a black man. I'm a thinker. Uh, I reflect. I'm a black preacher. I stand for the family. But because of my ideas are not uh, palatable to the current uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, the, the, the supporters of the group. The only desirable Negro right now, if I will use the word Negro, is the one who champions LGBT. If you're a Negro, you do not matter who does not support LGBT. You don't matter. If you're a Negro, if you're a black man, an African-American or an African like me, and you support, you, you believe in God, you believe in the, the cultural traditions of gender, comes man and woman and family, you don't matter. You'll be destroyed. You're seen as the evil person. I mean, look at how they treat uh, in America black conservatives. Exactly. So, Do you know Candace Owen? Can, I knew. I know Candace Owen. I see how she's, I disagree with her on, you know, how compromised on LGBT. But look, I'm a, I'm a black American in my own right. I'm a black man, okay? And in the fact that I do think, I do exist, but they don't want to accept me. They will not put me on CNN. They will not even put me on Fox. I'm, I'm a person non grata even in the American evangelical now because as an African, being consistent to what I do know as an African, man is a man. Man is a woman. Man marries a woman. We've had these traditions for 5,000 years. We cannot just change. And if you're telling me that homosexuality is a human right explain to me how who gives you the right and this is my ongoing challenge who gives the white man the right to redefine what we know as a vice from the bible from the elders and our ancestors and turn it into a human right who gives you that right and then you begin to run a championship where you take every organization from united Nations, u.s government canadian embassies world and health. you turn world health and you turn them this into this world domination machinery so that even when we get onto facebook my Facebook page was shut down in 2000. Oh, unbelievable. 2009. And, and let me tell you, because I, I would have described myself as a liberal left-wing kind of person maybe 10 years ago, but I have never seen such illiberal attitudes in my life. The loudest proponents of destroying people's lives. Louder, so, louder, 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 louder. Say, lives. say it again, and, say it and, again. And, and, and most shockingly, yeah. the loudest proponents of censorship. Yeah. Are liberals, yes, or people who describe themselves as liberals, yeah. Uh, why? And, and so what? I, but, but I, just, I, th- I thus therefore find myself just mm. being natural, inevitable uh, allies mm. to people that are conservative, yeah. Not because I agree with everything they say, yeah. But it's that they are the side that are fighting for the right for free expression, exactly. 
in the world today. Yes. So, so, so yeah, I feel I, I am finding myself allied to uh, conservatives, and which is why also I'm a huge fan of Donald Trump because in a way it's kind of the same thing. He's challenging the established orthodoxy and the power structures of the world, and they're doing everything possible to destroy him. I appreciate your intellectual um, objectivity, James Onane, and uh, you are one of uh, very few people who are like you. I, I, I greatly admire that and appreciate your ability to assess and to, to make decisions. And, and you are a normal person. You are a normal, genuine person. Unfortunately, this city and you know, these streets have many uh, plastic people. You know, they say one thing, and I will, I will keep saying. Our good friend, a good example, is my good friend Andrew Mwenda. He swore, and uh, you know, this is his. I cannot forget Mwenda saying this. I may disagree with you. I may not agree with you walking naked, but I will fight for your right. I will fight for your right to walk naked. I may disagree with you being naked, but I will fight for your freedom of speech. I may disagree with your idea. So I always had this idea about a liberal Andrew Mwenda to be this bastion of freedom of speech. But when I got involved in this battle and I was being demonized, I said, hey Andrew, I know you disagree with me on this LGBT, but I know you, you promise you will fight for my right to exp- can I have a chance to write an article of my side in the independent he said no 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 I'm fighting you I'm fighting you I will not give you a single chance <laughs> But James, here you are. You and I have areas we disagree on, on atheism versus faith. But you bring me on your show and you give me a chance to talk. It's amazing. And I wish there is more and more people. And that's why when you get on the phone and say, Pastor Baba, uh, Martin Semper, I I need you for my show. I will come every time. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you so much for uh, joining uh, me here on this special Monday edition of the Fat Boy Show. That was a pasta. Gabriel Baba. Gabriel Baba. Gwanga Mujeri Yesu. Yeah, there's a long story behind that name. And uh, in case uh, you missed that part, don't worry. You'll be able to catch it uh, on the podcast section on the RX Radio smartphone app. If you don't have the app, just head to the App Store if you are an iPhone user or the Google Play Store if your phone is Android. And you can listen to past segments of all the shows in case you missed them. Uh, My show, this Fatboy show, and also uh, Crystal's The Groove. Well, that's it from us. Uh, Pastor, can you tell us where uh, people might uh, find you in case they want more information on what you're doing? Yeah, my phone, uh, that is uh, plus 256-772-641028. I need your support. Uh, just like politicians compass for support I need your financial support for straight nation I do have a t-shirt on straight nation I believe most people have no answer when someone comes up and say hey I'm I'm John I'm a proud uh, transgender well you need to also say hey I'm uh, um, I'm James I'm a proud straight nation I like it yeah. I like it with the women you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go that route okay <laughs> you don't have to go that. but anyway what I've come up with a brand called straight nation because it's acceptable to be straight. You can't be anything else. If you're straight, they can accept you. Everything else is, is homophobic. So uh, support my work to educate, to empower, to defend the family, to promote African thinking, intellectual discussion, uh, and helping us to overcome uh, the, the silencing of debate. The second one is uh, you can be able to reach me. Right now, my Twitter is, is put on suspension for... 
I don't know why. Really? Yeah, they put it on. What do you mean you don't know why? Of course you know why. <laughs> well, they didn't say anything I've done yeah, wrong. Yeah, but uh, quite, we know that. Uh, yeah, and just before the election, they suspended it and they said, just verify your phone. So I, mean, I pressed this button that says verify the phone and they said, well, we didn't get it. I say it, I pray, press again. So I press it again. Then he says, well, you pressed too many times. <laughs> no, Twitter's got social media. They're going overboard with so the censorship. That's at Martin Semper. That's with Martin with double S. I believe it will be back maybe after the dark hours of trying to steal Trump's election. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. That is uh, Gwanga, you know, past uh, Gabriel Baba, Gwanga Muje. Semper, you know, I put this all together, but there's like a hundred thousand fake Martin Semper. Don't believe any of them. It's Gabriel Baba Semper Gwanga Muji. I'd Google those, and then finally, you can email me. Uh, I, I would love to hear from you. Whether you support me, you don't support me. I like to dialogue. Uh, that my my email address is uh, uh, Semper M. That's S S E M P A M at gmail.com and uh, my YouTube channel is Martin Semper you can be able to find the latest video that I've put out and you can be able to enjoy wow awesome thank you so much uh, it's uh, been great having you here and we have to bring you back because I think we did finish talking about all the things we could have talked I about I think with my book it will be much more detailed I look forward to coming back I, I hope it will be out but if you also want to support that effort thank you bring me back and uh, I'll be able to share more oh yeah that. and uh, before you go yeah. that uh, that campaign for Trump which one what was that again yeah 30 days to resurrect uh, and it's the resistance the dead campaign of yeah, Trump yeah the resurrection <laughs> he's going to be president Listen, are you sure he is? Go- you bring me back 30 days from now. Uh-huh. Okay, actually, January when 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 the the, the inauguration. Uh-huh. Bring me back. Inauguration it, of Joe Biden. Inauguration of Donald <laughs> Trump for his next term in office. I believe so, and I'm praying so. I'm praying for the next 30 days that the the, the lies will be exposed, that Biden will be exposed. Oh no, we don't. I don't want to go back another four years of persecution, hiding as if I'm a fugitive just for standing up for man and woman family. No, I don't want to go into that insanity. Heck, I'm part of the resistance. All right. And uh, that was the good pastor joining us here this Monday morning on uh, the Fat Boy Show. Thank you so much, and we'll definitely bring him back again. Stay tuned for more great music. You're listening to RX Radio. Radio.